Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and I am so glad you're tuning in this week. This week, I got to speak to a wonderful mom who is making a huge difference for families in her area through teaching them to cook together and be in the kitchen together and do just a fun activity where they are 100% focused on the time together. So I'm so excited to talk with her. Her name is Megan Digg, and she runs the Connect Kitchen, and she also has some things online. So no matter where you live, you can benefit from the things that Megan is doing. You can learn some activities you can be doing with your children and just really enjoy some quality time together, which I know is super important right now as we're going through the coronavirus scare and being at home with our families so much, it's nice to have an outlet. It's nice to have something else that we can do that's really beneficial for everybody in the family. And she does some really, really fun things to get us in the kitchen more. So I can't wait for you to hear all that she does. So without further ado, let's hop into the interview. Well, hey there, Megan. Welcome to the show today. I'm so glad you came on. Thanks for taking your time with us today. Thanks, Jenna. I'm so excited to be chatting with you and your, all of your listeners. Great. Well, thank you. So can you, just for those of the listeners who maybe don't know who you are yet, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, sure. So my name is Megan Dague, and I am a mom of two little humans. They are three and a half and one and a half. Um, and when I'm not with them, I'm really just passionate about getting kids in the kitchen um, in general. And even though they're on the young side, I think it's super important to get kids in the kitchen. So they're already helping me. But beyond that, I take it to um, kids in my local area. And for the past three years, I've actually been teaching kids baking experiences is what we've been calling them now. They started off as kids cooking classes. Um, but what I've learned over time is that um, it's, it's more than just teaching kids how to cook. It's more about creating the experience for the parents to come do with their children together. So it's all about the bond and the moments and the memories of cooking together is kind of what it's become. Awesome. And so if you don't mind me asking, what area do you live in and what is the business called in your local area? Oh, sure. Yeah. So we live in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. And so we have um, called, named our business the Kennett Kitchen. And uh, I actually started out of my house, believe it or not, three years ago. Um, and it was never intended to be a business. I just wanted to give kids something fun to do in between Christmas and New Year's. And so we did two classes and the kids loved it. The parents loved it. They kept asking for more. Um, and now we actually rent a space in our local community center um, and, and have classes, probably maybe four or five classes a month. Excellent. Well, that's really neat. So what is it that you love most about your business and what you do? So I actually, I love two kind of different things for different reasons. The first thing that I love is I love seeing how excited kids get to be in the kitchen and to get that experience. Like they, they're so proud of what they make. Adults, I think, get so judgmental of themselves and they're perfectionists and they want everything to turn out great and kids don't care. Kids just want to know that they completed it and they're so proud and I love seeing that look of accomplishment on their face when they're done. Um, it's, it is a huge proud moment for me to know that I've inspired that in the kids, especially when they then take it home and do it again you know, at home. Uh, but beyond that, I really love seeing 
the parents give their undivided attention for two hours when they're in our class with their kids. You know, they've got their phones down unless they're taking a picture. Um, and they are just l- working with their kids and spending that time, that quality time that I think so often gets missed, even in kids' activities. Like it's kind of like you drop them off or maybe you cheer on the sidelines, but this is really working with your kids. Yeah. I really love that. And I love the opportunity that you've given them to do that because sometimes as parents, it's hard to be really present with our kids when we're playing kids games. I know for a lot of moms I talk to playing, you know, make believe games and doing those things, it's hard for them. It's hard because we're not kids anymore and that doesn't come naturally, but cooking is more of an activity that is adult friendly because it's an adult activity. And so I think this opportunity really lends itself to more purposeful interactions with kids. So I love that you're doing that in the kitchen. I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I know that a lot of parents maybe struggle with the control aspect of it. Um, Even in their own kitchen, (laughs) they don't want to make a mess. You know, if I bake with my three-year-old, I wind up with egg yolk all down the cabinet and he's licking every ingredient off the spoon and putting it back. And And I think that I've just gone into it knowing that it doesn't need to be perfect. The important part is that I've spent that time with him and he's proud of what he did. And my kitchen might be a disaster and that's okay. I think that that's a necessary evil, I guess. And I'm okay with that. And I'm I'm willing to clean up a little mess afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. Well, one thing that you and I were chatting about before um, we started this interview was just that making it kind of an intentional thing that you do that it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Can you kind of build upon that? Because I thought that was really interesting when we were chatting about that. And I think that that is what's stressful for a lot of moms that they're thinking, you know what, I'm cooking all these meals. I already have so much to do and getting into the kitchen with my kids sounds like just too stressful. But when you Mm -hmm. were talking about it as being something that you just do every once in a while, or you pull them in with intention, I thought that was really valuable. Can you kind of tell the listeners about that a little bit? Yeah, I think you hit all of the points is that I, a lot of moms don't want to bring their kids in the kitchen because it's going to be a mess. It's probably not going to turn out. Someone's going to sneeze in it. You know, all of the things that could happen will happen. And I think you just have to let, let go of a little bit of control and know that that's okay. And the, the important part is that it doesn't have to be every time or when you're like going crazy trying to get a meal on the table. If you say, hey, on Saturday morning, when we're not trying to get a meal on the table, let's spend two hours, which sounds like a lot, but stick with me. Let's spend mm-hmm. two hours and go through this really fun baking class or cooking course or whatever it is, or even an hour if you have younger kids that maybe can't pay attention that long. And let's spend that time together making these recipes. It doesn't have to be your cooking dinner or your cooking breakfast. If you set aside aside that intentional time and just know that those two hours are going to be, you know, you're going to put on your patient's hat and, you know, just allow for your kids to make the mistakes and work with them and it's not going to ruin your dinner. And I think that that's so important. Kids are just looking for their parents to not be on their phone all the time and to be present with them. So I love, you know, you, you, I think you hit on all of the, the points. It's just about being intentional and making it that is the time where you're going to be working with your kids as opposed to scrambling to create something for dinner. 
Yes, I really love that. And and that really hit home with me because I do try to get my kids in the kitchen. I really enjoy having them in the kitchen and I want that to be a part of their life. But I have always just thought of it as the time when I'm already in the kitchen is when I should pull them into the kitchen. And so that mm-hmm. feels stressful. Um, and so I love that you've kind of separated the two a little bit. And then as they get bigger, you know, and they're helping with meals and stuff, it will be easier because they've already learned some of the skills and exactly and enjoyed being in the kitchen. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's great advice. So what do you feel like are some of the biggest benefits of cooking with our kids? I know you talked about having them in the kitchen from a really early age in your home. And what do you feel like is just really um, positive about that for them and for you? Yeah. So educationally, obviously everyone thinks, you know, cooking, you learn math skills, you, you learn reading skills, um, following directions, um, you know, creating that step-by-step. And, but beyond that, it, I think it's more than that. I think it teaches you a life skill. I think so many kids nowadays didn't grow up in the kitchen. Uh, even I, I feel like my generation maybe has not learned how to cook the way that our parents or grandparents learned how to cook. And I think that establishing that at a young age gets them excited about it and wants, you know, they want to learn with the the age of like Food Network Channel and all of these competitions like Nailed It and Sugar Rush and whatever is the next thing out there. Mm-hmm. Kids are actually excited and eager to get in the kitchen. And I feel like the parents are the ones almost holding them back because they don't want to let go of that control. And I think that now is the time to teach them these life skills so that they continue it and carry it on throughout their life. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, that is why convenience foods have become such a staple in our society Mm -hmm. that we, cooking seems harder and like it'll take more time. And I think if we teach our kids those skills early on that, just a healthier lifestyle they'll have going forward, not to mention the money savings and all of that that goes into cooking your own food at home. So, Right. And I think that with everything that's going on in the world now, now's the perfect time to start. You're at home and your activities maybe are reduced a little bit and you're not scrambling and it's showing you the way that life maybe could be if you just pulled back on some of the activities. I know you talk a lot Activities and this is kind of showing us what can happen when you just pull back a little bit and you actually can take the time to teach your kids how to cook. Yeah, absolutely. I think I lost you for just one moment there, but I think what you were saying is just having the extra time because of everything that's going on with coronavirus and being at home more and using this as an activity we can we can use during those exactly. And just that I think I talked about how, you know, you preach about like keeping things simple, you know, you don't need to have 50,000 activities going on. And I think this shows us what we can do with our time if we stop over reaching ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we do overthink it. I know that during this time when parents are looking at kids not being in school and having to stay home all day long and they're thinking, what in the world am I going to do with my children? I think we overthink that a little bit and try to put all these different activities. But like you said, being together and cooking pancakes might really be a two hour block of time because you're talking, you're having fun, you can turn on some music. It doesn't have to be 50 different activities throughout the day. So 
absolutely right. And I definitely want to, I know my daughter, especially we got her for Christmas. Her big gift was a baking set. We got her like some cookbooks and a a bunt pan and some different things. And she's (laughs) six, but she loves anything homemaking. Like she's the little mom in our house. And so we already got all that out and said, mom, we have lots of time to cook. So I need to make that a priority for her, for her too. But definitely. Well, I know you already talked about um, starting this at an early age, but what about for parents who are listening who might have, you know, older elementary age kids or whatever age their kids are, but they're starting a little bit later? Do you have any suggestions or creative ways to kind of get them into the kitchen and get them excited about it? Yeah. So I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of kids are already having that itch, just having watching the shows. So now it's just about transitioning it from watching to doing and getting them excited about actually being hands-on. So I kind of thought of three different fun ways that we're doing or I'm trying to do for my local families here. And honestly, if you're if your listeners want to join our group as well, it obviously doesn't matter if you're local or not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so the first way is to think of like your favorite storybooks that might contain food. So if you give a pig a pancake or the hungry caterpillar has a lot of foods in it and kind of think of cute recipes. Pinterest has a ton that you can kind of weave around these books and you can kind of create a whole activity of it. Obviously, those are younger age kids books. Um, But if your kids are a little bit older, uh, my second thought was to have a Harry Potter class. And we did this here locally where I printed off labels of like potion ingredients that you can find on Pinterest uh, from Harry Potter from the movie or from the books. And I literally taped it on our flower canister or on the vanilla. Mm -hmm. And then I changed my recipes to only be those things. So I think it was like Wolfsbane potion and Verit serum. And so there was no flour, vanilla, nothing listed on the page. It was all these potion ingredients. And um, so I got all of the kids to essentially be mixing potions and creating things. And I thought the kids loved it and they had a great time with it. And so I'd highly recommend doing something creative like that. Or um, my last idea was to create like a kid's baking championship. And I have, I have like 10 different things like donut, cookie, waffle, like basic baked goods. And then I had a second category of things like flavors. So for instance, like fluffernutter, triple chocolate, s'mores, and I just listed flavors. And then each kid randomly got one of each thing. So somebody could be making a s'mores donut while the other person is making a triple chocolate um, cupcake. And then it's kind of like a race against the clock, but everybody's making something different and they kind of have to think outside the box and be creative about how they're going to incorporate it. Are they going to take it literally? Are they going to go design? So kids love when they can kind of think outside the box. And I think that that's great for them educationally too right now when we're trying to teach our kids at home and essentially be homeschoolers, but they don't want to sit and do worksheets all day long. And this is a great way for them to be problem solvers and creative thinkers. And I think that that adds a huge component to it, but they're having fun. Like they have no idea that all of those educational things are behind the fun that they're having. Yeah, that is so much fun. I think I'm definitely going to try that with my family, maybe boys (laughs) against girls or 
or maybe a Zoom call with the grandparents or something. Exactly. Like I'm totally envisioning this, you know, like you could still do it with all of your friends via, I think there's like Zoom meetings where you can all yeah. do it or FaceTime and you can all do it together at the same time and race against the clock. And I think that that is huge. I think a lot of people right now are sad about birthdays being canceled. So that, that could be a huge idea for birthday parties too. <laughs> yeah. How fun that is. Well, that is excellent. I love all three of those ideas. Now you mentioned that you have a group. Is it a Facebook group or a community that even people who don't live in Pennsylvania near you could kind of be a part of? Yeah. So right now we are operating out of our Facebook group for the most part, and it was local until now, but anybody could definitely join us. It's called the Kennett Kitchen and that's K-E-N-N-E-T-T Kitchen. Uh, But beyond that, we actually have some online courses and different things that we're also running. um, And we hope to roll out free courses as well, just to kind of give people a good taste of what it is that we do and that what, what we're encouraging for people to do at home. Uh, so uh, that is actually just run online through our website. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure to drop those links in the show notes for anybody interested. And I'm definitely going to check it out because I, I know my daughter in particular, she loves <laughs> all things kitchen and cooking and competition. So it's perfect. <laughs> exactly. And this. honestly, like you said, she's only six and that's a great time to start. The The earlier, the better. You could start even at age two. I think even two-year-olds love mixing and stirring and and, you know, all the way up to 18, even 25-year-olds still need to learn how to cook. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know what I notice about young kids especially, and one thing I try to, to remind parents is they want to be adults. Like anything that we're doing looks like more fun to them than it does to us. We think mm-hmm. cooking and cleaning and all those things are just mundane. <laughs> but when you start them early, they actually think it's really fun because they're helping you and they're like, many adults, which is what they want to be. So exactly, it's not so hard to get them in as long as we, like you said, <laughs> let go of some of that control and, and allow them to do it. Yeah. Well, all of this has been so great. And I know those ideas people are going to take and run with right away and hopefully get some run over to your group and, and find out more about what you do. But if the audience left with just one thing from this interview, what would you say would be the key takeaway that you want them to to go with? I think that the key takeaway I would love for them to take away is just enjoy the time. Let you know every time you know you start to feel your blood boil a little when something's not going right or they're dumping everything or when they're mixing the flour, it's going everywhere. Just take a step back and chuckle a little. And let it go and enjoy the moment because the more you're cleaning while they're doing it or stressing out about the fact that everything's not perfect, you just miss that time. And, you know, you might not be able to see how excited your son is that he just mixed it all by himself. And I think that that's the takeaway. It's not teaching your kids how to cook. It's it's those moments that you just made with your kids. I mean, I think everybody remembers smelling the vanilla with their mom when they were little if they baked. And like, I want my son to be able to say that when he's 35, that he remembers doing this, you know, with me every time we baked. So I just, I challenge all of the listeners to take this time that I think that they would normally think is stressful and turning it into something enjoyable that they can do and create moments and memories that your kids honestly will remember forever. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so excellent. I'm glad you, I'm glad you went down that road because I mean, as you know, with this podcast, that's what I'm always just trying to encourage us that we don't want to miss this. Like motherhood's just too sweet of a, of a moment in our lives. And it's so short, you know, that we don't want to miss it with all these to do's and all the stress and all the overwhelm. And if we could just get back to just, these are the things that need to get done. These are the things we want our kids to learn while they're with us and try to simplify those and just enjoy them. I think that's ultimately the goal, at least, at least for me anyway, I just don't want to, I don't want to get to the end and realize I didn't teach them these things, but I worried so much about you know, getting the laundry done or, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. So I love yeah. that you said that. Actually, I actually had someone tell me um, or say out loud that we only have 18 summers with our kids. And I heard that and it was just very eye-opening because how many of those have already gone by and yep. you don't even think about it. So cherish the time with your kids and enjoy the moments for yeah. sure. Excellent. Well, I love that. Do you have, um, and this is kind of off the cuff, (laughs) sorry, but do you have (laughs) maybe one baking item or something that either you feel like is a great place to start with kids because they all love it or you've used a lot in your classes because it's kind of an easy way to get kids and parents to do something together? Just like, I don't know if it's cookies or cupcakes or pancakes or just one suggestion, I guess. Sure. Like, (laughs) If I was to invest in a pan, obviously like the donut pan, I don't know what it is about donuts, but it brings everybody together and you can make healthy donuts. You can make like banana based batters and uh, the donuts always win out with the kids. I don't think you can go wrong with donuts. That's my favorite recommendation. (laughs) And I have some fantastic donut recipes, but um, it doesn't always have to be like bad for you because if you bake them, they're much healthier than the fried version. So there you go. (laughs) That's awesome. I hadn't even thought about that. To be totally honest, I didn't even know there was a thing called a donut pan. So Mm -hmm. and you can get mini donut pans. So like they're little tiny donuts and they're adorable and the kids love them. Oh, that's so good. My kids would love that. So we'll definitely have to invest in that. And do you have recipes for things like that on your website? Uh, We actually don't have them on our website, but we are going to be rolling them out in our group as well as on our, um, well, I guess we did just start a brand new website that's more geared towards people that aren't local to our area just because of all of this that's going on. We don't want them to get inundated once we do start our our classes back up locally here, and that's at familybakedates.com. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, I'll make sure to link to that too. And I assume that if we went to either of those websites and um, just got connected with you, we could learn more about your courses and all of that too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, perfect. Well, besides your website, where else can people find more about you and what you do? What else do you have as far as social media or other things you want to share? So I don't do a whole bunch of social media yeah, outside of Facebook, um, just our Facebook group. I like to keep it simple and keep it in one place. I don't think people need to look in 10 different places for us. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's just the Kenna Kitchen Facebook group is where we have all of our live videos. We're going to be doing more and more live videos and competitions for free for, uh, for families. Uh, so definitely if you join our group, uh, we'd be happy to like get everybody involved. 
Awesome. Well, that's excellent. I'll link to that as well. And is there anything else that you'd like to share before we hop off of this interview? No, I think that all of the questions that you asked really hit home on everything I just wanted to share with your audience and, and really try to impact as many families as I can with this message. Well, I think you're doing something really amazing. I think it will definitely touch a lot of families, not just the kids, but the parents as well. Learning to slow down and just enjoy something so beneficial for everybody with our children. So thank you so much for spending your time with us today, Megan. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Jenna. Can't you just tell how passionate she is about what she's doing just from her voice and the way she speaks about all of this? I just absolutely love Megan and the things that she's doing to really try to connect families. I think it's so fun that she's brought her love for cooking into classes for all ages and it really brings the whole family together. A lot of times we send our kids to classes and we sit on the sidelines on our phones and we let the teachers do their things with them, but this is really an opportunity for us to build relationships and life skills along the way and everything she talked about sounds like so much fun for adults too. So I'm excited to jump into some of the things that she said and to check out more that she has to offer as she's she's kind of branching out in these online courses and different things we can do from all over. So no matter where you live, if you're not right in her area, make sure to check her out and see what she has to offer and bring some of this into your home and enjoy this time with your family. So I will make sure to link to everything that we talked about in the show notes so you can see those by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 48. And I also wanted to remind you that I have tons of resources for you, which might come in extra handy right now while you're at home. Maybe you want to potty train. Maybe you're just looking for simpler ways to do your evenings so your mornings are simpler or you're focusing on simplifying your home, or maybe you're looking for some ideas on just scheduling your time. So I have some time blocking guides as well. So there's lots and lots of resources. They're totally free and you can find them by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources and just see what's there and see if something will help you in this time right now. Thanks again for listening. I can't wait to talk to you next week. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.